2: welcome back to another episode of really going through it yay and we're really going through it we We really are and we have a very special guest and we have a very special guest which we will intro in a little bit um her name is ella matsko and we're going to be chatting about grief and just journeys through that and really going through it (laughs) yeah experiencing life let's say let's say that um, but first, we'll dive into our lowlights and highlights, and then we'll let Ella introduce herself.
1: Yay. Should we start with lowlights per use? Let's. I ruined my favorite pair of sweatpants. Just now? Oh, wait, I mean. Yeah, just now.
3: <laughs> yeah, she just sitting <laughs> in her pants. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, it made me really sad. How'd you ruin them? I We went up north, and I painted the cabinets up north, like a deep oh, forest yeah, yeah, green. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. And I... Didn't pack on paint pants, so, so I wasn't gonna paint with no pants ones. on. And these are the only sweatpants oh. I packed. Dang it! Shit. So yeah, maybe you okay. could, like, they were $15 from H&M. It's gonna oh, be okay. Oh my god! Okay, Got
3: maybe we can just buy new ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll see if that's in the budget. But okay. They don't make this color anymore. I already looked. So Shit. Of course.
2: I do hate okay, that though. It's always annoying. Yeah.
1: So that's that. Uh, Beulah. Anybody. My low light is
0: that I've spent the past week organizing and cleaning my apartment, oh, and the low low light was listing everything on Poshmark.
2: Oh wow, yeah. Honestly,
1: that how so is was it not easier? That system is a pain in the ass. It's awful. It's They're so bad. Ha- and but I'm sure there are hours better hours ways. And I have four items. Yeah. Listed.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I listed fifty four <gasps> items. Yeah. Oh, no let's just say okay. this has been a couple days in the holy making holy shit <laughs> oh mm-hmm.
2: I'm not, i guess it's what you do when you're on break huh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean wow. I sneak sells. peek up my highlight and then yeah. it's like and then once it's up you're like i want it to sell but immediately I, it needs to all sell at once so i can only right. do one trip right, yeah. yeah to the yeah. post office absolutely oh,
0: oh so God.
2: everyone go buy my
0: posh purse, so. <laughs> yeah
2: no kidding that's probably Give good your name. yep mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah the process just is horrible so tedious.
2: that's my um, my low light is I feel like I just can't keep my house in order. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the beginning of the month, Joey was home a lot due to COVID. Remember when he just lived at home? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, like worked and like never left. Yeah. On your kitchen table.
2: And, and that's um, what happened at the beginning of this month. He, it, he just takes over. Like, he just, yeah. all of his work stuff, everything, it just, and he's like, oh, I'll clean it up at the end of the day. Yep. Of course, doesn't, because he's like, Oh, well, I'm going to work again tomorrow. And yeah. I'm like, okay, all but four I need my space back, because my brain is going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like I'm still just trying to recover from that, and um, yeah, I need to get our cleaning crew in, and just, like, get a good yeah. reset, because I feel like I, I, I've been trying to keep up. Um, but I'm not keeping up very yep. well. So it's just chaos. But that's okay. We're getting there. Sure not everybody happens. starts the year off on a perfectly clean yeah. slate. And uh, well. we're still trying to get that slate clean. <laughs> so A lot of residue. We're working on it. We're working on it.
3: I love that because I need to also clean my house. She loves,
1: that she house loves, is loves it. loves house a fucking disaster. Thank you, Megan.
3: But I'm saying I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, my low light is I've had to do a lot of modules for my new job. Mm. Yeah. Learning modules online. And they've just been taking forever. So.
2: There's nothing worse than a module. Yeah. Ella probably knows. Like, I'm like how right fast now. can I get through this? Oh, I yeah. used to just like push play, walk around, mm-hmm. do random shit yeah. and then like, the yes quiz the comes quiz. and I'm like mm-hmm. and then it's like start over, must yeah. rewatch the entire yeah. thing. I was like No. Ah. <laughs> I should have tried yeah. harder. No, I could probably <laughs> can't do that cuz she's like trying to like save people's yeah. lives and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah.
1: So. There's like actual uh, things yeah. on the line here, not just a good grade. Yeah. Um highlights. I'm on break. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jealous. Imagine yes. if post college we God, also breaks. got like the oh. whole, like, yeah. like Chinese New Year and like, yes. I'm like, can oh we, my gosh. Can we yes. all embody that? Joey
2: works with a lot of Chinese yeah. people and they quite literally, you like, you can't nothing, get a hold. Of, I mean, literally, they're gone nothing. for two weeks. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I've been crazy. thinking about that so much because the last two years I was working. And I am just really sad for the day that I'm not gonna have yeah. that yeah. month long break yeah. anymore. Yeah. But it's also like, I'm also not gonna be in School. 23 credit semesters right. anymore. Right. Oh so God. then it's yeah. like,
2: yeah. it's a different mode. Yeah. yeah. But break is nice. Yeah. Time um, for Poshmark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time to listen on so Poshmark. <laughs> uh, I have a highlight. That's I you. got a facial. Nice, wow. what kind?
3: Um, I don't remember what it's called.
2: So good, perfect. Well, it was no, good. this
3: Nailed is the thing. I sign up for the Face Foundry like training sessions that you get oh, for yeah. free. Yep. My sister texted me what it was, but she said it's a really good one. So, perfect. Really good massage. Your skin looks good. And
0: did you get? I just got one at Face Foundry, and yeah. it was the like
2: skin gems skin. Yeah, there's one. It's called like. Tone. It's okay, like I a know. massage when the you guys sculpt oh, got Scul- uh, sculpt a sculpture yeah, it's not sculptural because that's like a intense like it's a facial too, or not a facial but like a bio That's yeah procedure yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if you will. ella's eyes are the size of <laughs> my entire basement
2: right now <laughs> sculpt anyway um, that's fun nice i also got a facial Oh, that will be your my normal highlight. one yeah you can't I mean, copy me well uh, okay oh. um <laughs> that's right you're right in 2024
1: from the last episode uh you can't copy your friends
2: you're right Mm -hmm. um i do love my facial so and actually it was a highlight i'm gonna it's gonna be my highlight because in december i skipped it for the first time in like seven months or something because i just like again just didn't want to spend the money on it i have the ick of spending what kind do you get diamond glow yeah the the way you say that (laughs) the best monthly diamond glow oh my god it 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 it's everything you need. Can't recommend it enough. But I'm I'm back, and it just felt
1: so good to get it done. I love that. Uh, my highlight: I got the opportunity to work with like a really really big celebrity and his brand manager <sighs> on a deal. Chuck.
3: you've worked with many and celebrities.
1: It is like. This is, I feel like, the closest I've been able to like work with one of them, and I'm literally so excited to like do this whole process, and it's just been really fun. It's so cool seeing your stuff
2: in the wild, like the video I sent you the other day. I was like, I literally screamed. I was was watching a YouTube video and a girl was doing an unboxing, and I literally paused, rewound, and I sent a video to Zoe,
1: and I was like, Look, look, this is you. It's Woodchuck. We just did one with Rebel Moon. Apparently, it's like massive on Netflix oh I've, i think i've heard of that i don't know what it is i just like landed the project and everyone's like you're doing this with the Rebel moon and i was like sure yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nailed it uh <laughs> it's it. actually been so fun to like see that portion of woodchuck grow like we didn't do any of that stuff and yeah. it's like i and get to cool do that to and see it's fun. It
2: like your stuff in the
1: in the wild yeah yeah in real world And it's not just like bank of america's notebooks like it's like yes. cool shit yes all right That's let's get into it
2: um so we have ella matsko here she's gonna share a little bit about herself and obviously her story and we'll get deep into things um but ella and i go way back i sent ella some Wait. some pictures the other day of us when we were kids and i'll show you guys they're so freaking cute ella has um pom-poms in her hair remember <laughs> oh when we used to do God. that her little uh, pom-pom pigtails and then look how little and cute oh my she is. god i know just yeah not you penis. but her no, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not as adorable as her no oh but, my god um, wait like how like how i mean you guys are young obviously nobody listening can see the photos yeah. so like I how old are you think you are
2: i've known ella since she was born but yeah these pictures you're probably like i don't know three or four i have no concept Me of either. like toddler age <laughs> yeah. but we're how many years <laughs> apart
0: i'm th- i'm 29 um, I'm 24. Okay, so, five so we're five years. years apart.
2: So yeah, I'm probably 10 and she's five maybe can't, or something. I so can Like being five years apart
0: now just doesn't feel like anything. Okay, but isn't growing that Growing up, it was like growing up so much older than Yeah, yeah. growing up, yeah.
2: I'm
1: like, baby Ella.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we clearly, we've known each other. We're like family. Uh, for everyone
1: that didn't grow up with Ella since she was an infant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you want it's to start interviewing everybody. people that you know everything
1: about? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Turns so, out yeah. not everyone else does. So yes. Ella, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh sure. where you grew up? Yeah. yards.
0: So I'm Ella. I am twenty-four. I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota, but I've been in the cities for about six years now. Um I am currently in PA school, which is really crazy to say still, because it was just something that I worked for for so long. Um, I went to the U, and my brother and my boyfriend died in a car crash. (laughs) And that's what we're going to talk about. about. And that's
1: what
2: we're talking about
0: today. Um,
1: Wait, you're like, Aspen's from Iowa. mm -hmm. You're from Minnesota. Obviously, there's, like, hockey connections, backgrounds. Like, how did you guys actually know each other if you didn't live in the same state for... Most of your life, Bob, Bob, Bobby.
2: <laughs> yeah, Bobby? my yep. mom and Bob are like Bob brother is and sister. Ella's dad. Yes. yes. Sorry. So no Bob dad. is. <laughs> Bob is Ella's dad. Oh God. Bob and my mom are like brother and sister. Okay. Yeah. Bob Our lived with my mom's family when mm. he coached or played in Honestly, Mason City. I don't know. I think he was coaching the North Iowa Huskies, Kay. which is Mason City, which I'm from Clear Lake. There, like neighboring towns Mm -hmm. he played and my mom's family was like his billet family or he coached bob's a phenomenal hockey coach and anyway so it's all hockey but it's like our parents basically yeah and your parents are basically like siblings kind of
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. our parents have been best friends since both of us were born yeah
1: forever so so fun okay
0: yeah all right You want to just dive right uh, into? Yeah, I'll just give kind of the. going through grief? Yeah, I'll give you the kind of overview of just what happened to me. Um, But on July 24th in 2021, my brother Mac and my boyfriend Sam uh, were killed in a car crash at the hands of a drunk driver. And it was a situation that was just one of those stories you tell of, like, oh, my gosh, like, that could have gone so bad. Um, and it did, obviously. Yeah. And it's just been a long journey over the last few years of basically relearning how to be alive. Mm-hmm. And that probably sounds really dramatic, but we'll get into kind of all the details of what that means. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just two different kinds of grief is what I've realized and it's been a completely
2: unique journey for both of them 22 years old you lose your boyfriend let's maybe start with Sam
1: yeah because you guys had the most contagious yeah
2: like like it was just not new I mean newer yeah kind of in that in that and I always share with people and correct me if I'm wrong but I always say like you're kind of in that honeymoon phase where like they can do no wrong and like he was your soulmate like you guys were immediate connection Mm -hmm. yeah and then you lose him and it's kind of like he was perfect and yeah when he died he's perfect in your mind he's perfect everything about it is perfect so like maybe let's start with sam and that journey and how that's different from losing your brother yeah um
0: so sam i think that's such a good way to describe it of just like there's you know people who are in a honeymoon phase but then there's like you meet someone and you're just like, oh, there you are. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that all of you feel that with your husbands. <laughs> uh, We're <old>. all <laughs> <laughs> No, but you guys are all just in such wonderful relationships that I'm sure that you like understand that um, just that feeling immediately of not just meeting someone, but once we had really spent quality time together and gotten to know each other and... Um, I like we very quickly got kind of the nitty gritty about each other Mm -hmm. and from like then on we were just um, inseparable besides when we were physically separated between (laughs) Minnesota and Arizona Um, but we would FaceTime for like five hours every night I booked a trip to go visit him for four or five days and um, he worked remotely so he was able to come home and it just very quickly became so obvious to me why um, like previous relationships had mm-hmm. yeah. happened the way they did. Mm-hmm. And same for him, we talked a lot about how we couldn't have met any earlier because we needed to go through what we needed to go through to be ready for each other and to be good partners for each other. When you meet that person and you just know that that's who you're, gonna, who you're going to spend your life with when that was taken away so soon and so before we even really had the opportunity to do any of those things together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that's an element that I've struggled with a lot because I something that I think about a lot is, you know, there are so many um, women who have lost their husbands Mm -hmm. and boyfriends who have been together for decades and, they will go on to remarry and those, and for the longest time, I was like, "I don't even know how people can do that right because I had no I just didn't have so I didn't have many of the memories that we were
2: going to have, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, how is that different from losing Mac when you lose someone in your family, it is
0: like losing a piece of your identity because Mm -hmm. it's one of the pieces of your life that has been there as long as you can remember. Him and I were barely two years apart and so he was a part of my entire life. And like not only what you would expect in losing your brother of just the deep love for him that I had and we were very close, it's just such a personal battle that I think I didn't realize I was going to have of this person who just their existence brought this sense of safety and comfort to my life I just Mm -hmm. didn't have anymore and there's no well at least this or you know there's no kind of end point of okay well it's going to be okay right Mm -hmm. because it's just Never going
2: to so be okay. Well, and it's like, like you said, well, it's just X, Y, and Z. Oh, at least yeah. this. It's yeah. like, no, like, there's no. Yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. No. It's just like, no, it's just And shit. people still Tragic. try to make silver linings out of it.
0: Mm. And that just feels even worse because yeah. when you're in such a low place to have people tell you, well, at least so many people loved him yeah and i'm just like that doesn't change any portion of (laughs) it it's actually
2: worse yeah and it's it's just yeah yeah.
3: not right for someone to make a silver lining of they've never walked in your shoes so yeah Yeah.
2: i think people try to make the situation feel lighter
1: i agree with people uh,
2: that are grieving it's like
1: yeah and a lot of people don't know how to handle for sure i know grief
2: i just think no nobody knows how to handle it no no even, yeah. obviously, the people that are closest right. grieving. It's like, I don't effing know what I'm doing either. Yeah. yeah. But I do think people try to comfort.
0: Yeah, just two completely different kinds of grief. And I feel like that I'll I'll feel one so deeply in one moment, and then the next moment I'll feel the next one so deeply. And mm-hmm. I, can, I physically can't feel them both at the same time time because yeah. they're that deep and it's, so it just feels like this waterfall of constant
2: grief. It's almost like you're in a you're in a special club where you lost family and another person extremely close to you. A shitty club to be in. Horrible club. Then you're in an even more special club where you lost them at the same time. Like how many people yes. Yeah. Have you met other people that have lost two people, like in a car accident or something? Like I think about families, you know, that are yeah. driving down the road. It's like mom, dad, yeah. sure. Daughter or whatever. And it just can't be that many people in this world. Maybe it is, maybe it's way too many, but it's just like to lose two people at the same time is a completely different ball game. Yeah. Right. And battling that
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's like I feel like that when people listen to me they probably are like how is she talking about this Mm -hmm. and I think a big part of it is just it's still so hard for me to even conceptualize what has happened that it's real yeah
1: I was just thinking this entire time I've I've never heard you like talk about this personally like I've heard you know things through Mm -hmm. Aspen just like watching her kind of navigate this that grief in that moment but Listening to you talk about it. I feel like you allowed and correct me obviously if I'm wrong But I feel like you allowed yourself and are still allowing yourself to like feel the grief and Mm -hmm. feel the pain And I feel like that's so mature of you just to like let yourself sit in Mm -hmm. the pain and like be aware of what that feels like Are there areas that obviously no one can prepare for grief and like understand what you're gonna feel like or anticipate it or know when it's gonna happen? Are there certain areas that you're like, this is way fucking harder than I ever imagined? Or areas or like moments where you're like, actually, this portion of it, I feel like I'm like getting better at navigating.
0: Yeah, I think that grief and what I call like out of order loss yeah. of, you know, it can be me obviously losing a partner and a boyfriend, but there's people who lose their parents so young and, you know, so many different kinds of loss. And no one knows what they're doing because no one has ever taken the time to think about what that could be like because it's way too hard. Right. Yeah. Like I, and that's a frustration that it's hard to have now because before this happened to me, I never sat down and thought about what if, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what if this happened? What would that really feel like? Yeah. And that's always what I just wish that other people would do of like, no one's going to get it, but I feel like they could imagine it's pretty bad. Um, (laughs) Yes. But things that, I mean, it's all bad. (laughs) Just being so honest, but parts that you don't fully think about are just all of the holidays and the Mm -hmm. birthdays and significant events that happen without them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably like the most unexpected things that are really hard are um, when I have any sort of win. So like mm. when I got into PA school, mm-hmm. I was that was such a hard time for me because all I could think about was how Mac just wanted that for me so much. And even though every single time we were together, he said, so what is a PA again? (laughs) He
1: didn't get it, but he was rooting for him. He didn't
0: get it, (laughs) but no one was more excited for me to get into school than Mac. And it was the same with Sam. He didn't really know um, much about it, but he was just my number one fan and was so excited for me to reach that. And so like getting to that without them there was just like an indescribable kind of pain and then of course there's all of the holidays which I just dread now and who knows Mm -hmm. if I'll ever like really want to be you know excited for those again but and then the birthday is my own birthday is a weird bad day for me Hmm. um because you wouldn't think that that would bother me especially because I feel like that my own identity is something I've struggled with so much since this has happened to me. Um, but again, just those people that are your number one fans and just you make you feel loved more than anyone yeah. else in the world, not being there on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels very weird celebrating yourself mm-hmm. when, you know, all you are thinking about is the people that aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I know that I remember, like, specific moments of you, like, going to the Minnesota Fair and things like that. um, Probably the following summer. Yeah. Or was it that? No, it was. It was that summer. It's late. I forget. It's in, like, September. Yeah. Um, So, like, a couple months after they passed. And I just remember thinking, like, I'm so proud of her for continuing life and, Mm -hmm. like, PA school and all of those things. How has their losing them impacted how you approach life and just like continuing to live it.
0: I was thinking a lot about this before and really it's just that I kind of lost all expectations for myself mm. for better or for worse um, in a positive way. It just kind of helped me give myself a lot of grace as I was still trying to like reach goals and um just move just exist honestly mm-hmm. go day by day right but also I basically lost all goals that I had at the same time yeah mm-hmm. well because when they passed you were in the process of I applying was in the application process for and yeah I couldn't even think about what I was doing later in the day let alone think yeah. about finishing the application cycle but my parents had pushed me to finish it out because I was almost done I just had a couple essays left to write and I long story short I did not get in that cycle I think because schools were just very
1: like okay
0: I just don't know if you're quite ready to do this <laughs> yeah. yet, which mm-hmm. was so hard sight like yeah
1: probably such a big blessing though it allowed you to like mm-hmm. continue grieving mm-hmm. and navigating and
0: yeah I mean just learning how to survive um for me Like, I really struggle with depression outside of my grief. And so pairing those two together, Mm -hmm. like it, let alone apply to PA school, I couldn't even get out of bed most of the time. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a whole like year and a half of really figuring out, okay, how do I even exist here?
2: Do you ever feel like you're kind of going back to the fair thing? Just because I know that you and Sam loved the fair and Sam loved the fair. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> do, do you ever feel like you're living kind of for I guess Sam specifically like you're kind of continuing your life together without him you're going to the, the fair, fair going down the slide eating the food two months after they passed because it's what you and Sam would have done you know yeah. do you ever feel like that mindset of like I'm gonna continue to live and do the things for them versus like for you almost Yes and no. I feel like that right after they
0: died, I just had in my mind that I was going to do all of the things that we had planned. Mm -hmm. So that was like going to the fair. And there were just a couple other small things that we had talked about. And so those were really important to me to still do because it felt like I was doing the things that we said we were going to do together. Yeah. Yeah. But then came a point where there weren't any more plans that Mm -hmm. we had made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Too much time had passed. Yeah. And honestly it was really really hard for me to have that same mindset yeah everyone always says they would want you to be happy mm. and mm. they would want you to be living your best life and I'm like well this sucks yeah, yeah. I don't want to do anything without yeah. them um so that's been a big battle and how I mentioned earlier just that loss of identity it's been really hard for me to Find joy in daily activities, like the definition of yeah. depression. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know.
2: Find um, your passions.
0: Hobbies. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I think the grieving process is different for everyone and I it's so interesting as a nurse specifically because I see people die a lot. And what I what I wanna ask you is what has surprised you the most about the grieving process and like have you ever been frustrated with people around you, how they're grieving versus like mm. the stages of grief that you're in?
2: because everyone goes through the stages of grief differently and you're going through it with so many people as a family member passes or Mm -hmm. you know friends of sam or whatever that's a great yeah point um well
0: the first thing is i don't think that there's stages of grief Mm. because Mm. i just feel like that the waves are so different every day and i don't think that there's ever going to be a point in my journey and I, I i know that i speak for all grievers when i say this honestly is that there's never going to be a point in my journey where i can say i've accepted what's happened through the and stages. i am healed and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think that that's just more of a you you don't know if you don't know yeah. mm-hmm. um and i think as like a healthcare provider that that was kind of a concept that i had too mm-hmm. just because we've all heard about the stages of yeah. grief um and so to make that more complex when you're talking about how everyone is in different stages that there's so much truth in that how every single person within a family within a friend group um just everyone who is affected by it is going to have a different day every day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be in a different season yeah. at different times and that's really hard and there are also just different ways that people survive with the grief too mm-hmm. that it like Bo and I are completely different. Yeah, and Bo's her brother. Bo's is <laughs> my brother, and um, you know it's just it's the same for everyone in my family, everyone in Sam's family, everyone just gets by in such a different way mm-hmm. um, that it can be really hard spending so much time together. Which uh, to elaborate on a little bit more at the beginning I felt like that so many people, so many of my friends and people I knew just were like, she just needs to be with her family Mm -hmm. and there's so much truth in that because they're the only ones who understand what you're going through, but they're also the people for the rest of my life who will also bring that reminder of that love and that pain. And so sometimes I just need to be alone and sometimes, Um, You need to be with your friends and you need to be out of that environment. Um, And that's different for everyone, too. I think that there's people in my family and people in Sam's family who would just prefer to um, all be together all the time. And that's what feels best for them. And that's probably the biggest challenge just as a as a family going through grief.
2: And just kind of knowing what everybody needs, too. It's like almost brings on that other responsibility of like. Should I be home Mm -hmm. with my parents? Because that's
1: what. Because maybe what my parents. Because you're always
0: thinking too about. You are. Always wanting to, like, bring some of their light back into the people that loved them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And your family is so heavy in that that you can't replace. The person that you lost, but like I, I always want to. Try to do the kind things that mac did yeah. or just be the kind of friend that sam was to his people and that can be really exhausting too because then it it's not out of obligation it's out of this genuine like, like love, honor. Yeah. yeah inside of me that i want to continue to make people feel the love that they made me feel but it's really hard to yeah. keep f- that up
1: i feel like you nailed that so well I, one of my cousins is going through a not exact experience but a very similar experience with grief with a loved one and the like difference in grief has been probably the most challenging portion for her because his family grieves with quality time Mm -hmm. and like spending moments together and this was her first holiday without her husband and she's like I need to be alone Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but
1: I feel like out of honor of him I Mm -hmm. have to be with his family so I think it's so interesting for you to like share like people are always going to be in different grief processes because I feel like it's so different, and how people go through situations will never be the same. The textbook is never going to align for people. I think that's so important to remember, even as you, in, in any portion of anyone's life, experience grief or grief or around people who do. Like it's just so different for everybody, and every path and every day is so different um, that you kind of forget. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: hey, they might, they just might not ever get back to that place, yeah. and like respecting that, I think, is just so hard but so important to allow people to like get through yeah for sure
3: ella do you think your grief has evolved over time
1: yes
0: i definitely moved through my days a lot differently than i did in the immediate days weeks and months following the loss Absolutely. and i think that what hasn't changed is obviously how i feel about my brother how i feel about sam and the love that i have for them but what has changed is my... I don't even want to call it my ability to cope with the situation because that sounds more to me like kind of reaching that finish line. Yeah. Um. And that's not what it feels like. To me, it feels like that in order to survive, my brain has put my grief mm. into a box. And there's good and there's bad with that. Mm-hmm. The good is that I can be in PA school and I can have relationships and be just a better, more functioning person. But the bad is that also just, imagine the, the, the box of grief just kind of brewing inside of mm-hmm. me and just all of the negativity that that can produce. And I think that that has really significant
2: outcomes on my relationships as well. Yeah. Um, kind of speaking of relationships, since, Sam and Mac passed how do you like reframe your relationship with them while still maintaining that connection with them I guess like what's your relationship now like Mm -hmm. with Mac and Sam you know how do you keep them close and keep that relationship going
0: yeah it's a it's actually a really good question because to me I always I, I often talk about Mac and Sam in like the present tense yeah. because to me they just feel so alive still, mm-hmm. and I feel like signs are the top way that um, our relationship continues. Yeah, Do you have there are so many signs. Yeah. Yeah. There, was was say, there are Give so many examples. specific signs. Yeah, so Mac trucks mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I would always take note of Mac trucks before Mac died because I would just always think, Oh, my brother Mac yeah. But the amount of Mac trucks that I see now and especially on like a day I have a test is like a really silly example. But on important days I'll always see a Mac truck. And I always say hi Mac. So that I don't know if they can like yeah. get in my thoughts or if like I have to say it out loud. You know, I'm kinda new to this still. Yeah. So and Cardinals. Yeah. For Mac.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the color red is just like has such a significant like symbol for Mac. to um, the Red Nails. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Besides the missing <laughs> ones. <the> one, <laughs> <port your> <laughs> look at that. <laughs> and his high school hockey number was eighteen. And
2: we see the number eighteen everywhere. Oh my gosh, I was literally just watching um. Not to interrupt you, but the Alabama-Michigan game. And it was the Rose Bowl. And they were doing the pregame thing. And it was an Alabama red helmet with the 18 on it. And I sent it to my family. And I was like, he's literally everywhere, you guys. Yeah, Alabama lost. But we wanted Michigan to win anyway. So Mm -hmm. it was perfect. Mm -hmm. The
0: most, there's so many little things. And I feel like sometimes you could be like. That's reaching. That's (laughs) reaching, but. No. So my mom had given me this Chipotle gift card that was Max. Because we know because it was his yeah. handwriting on it. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> he did not have good handwriting. And the other day I used it and the last four numbers of the card were 1818. 18. Come on. Like, and that's I was just... like, it was Max's Chipotle gift card. Yeah. 1818. Yeah. 18, Lots of little things happen like that. And they're very comforting and it feels like then we still have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like the line is still open. Yes, exactly.
0: And it feels very real. With Sam um, 1111 and just any series of ones, I feel like is what I associate with him. We would just always text each other 1111. And it was just a dumb little thing. But when he passed, then I started seeing 1111 all the time. And 111 all the time. And it was the same thing i feel when i see a mac truck i always will say oh hey sam Mm -hmm. um it just feels very intentional coins are also very unique for sam and i think it's so interesting that it's so distinct like Mm -hmm. the signs Mm -hmm. for both of them and i didn't know that coins were what when you're in the club you guys (laughs) like it's kind of like the grievers get it and so like coins and cardinals are all kind of you know they're They're a a part of the club right they're a thing in the club Yeah. yeah right um and i didn't know this but the coins like like quarters all fine any that any coin any Kay. type of coin perfect what matters is the years on them okay uh. or like the amount that you find mm. and his family and i have all found a lot of coins throughout the years and it's I feel like that those have a different level of bizarre because when we pick them up it'll be a year that has significance for yeah. like someone's birthday yeah. or his birthday or something like that or the amount of change will be significant to the day that we find it which yeah. is very bizarre
2: interesting yeah
1: yeah did you read into signs or like were you into this like the before signs you were thing in the club. before you were in the club like were you like oh this is a sign or like i like calling it in the club yeah we should keep doing that yeah um honestly no i've never like people and I, read cards and like you know have the yeah, whole like yeah. the moon and the stars and the, all the i know all, all, all the
0: things that i'm on tarot card tiktok so hard which i love tarot cards it's fine i'm they, it's al- fine. <laughs> they always have me just in a like crying mess but yeah. it's okay when, and oh the, talk about signs the tarot card readings i got on tiktok right after they died oh. were like a loved one has just passed away and oh. like i would have like,
1: thrown my phone so I like, goodbye
0: so Creepy. specific weird that that was just weird yeah. yeah and i usually am not super into that stuff i yeah. just feel like it's not super in line with yeah. what i believe in but i do really believe in the signs yeah. that I see and that I um, experience in yeah. everyday life. And I feel like the only reason why I'm in tune to them is because someone is sending them to yes, me who sure. had a deep connection to me. Because yeah, sure. there are people in my family, like um, grandparents yeah. and other people who have passed, but they didn't have the same Level earthly of connection to mm-hmm. me that they did, which I yeah. feel like is what can keep the
1: connection yeah. going. So interesting. Um,
2: Max' birthday's on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And... Do you do anything, like, special besides just get through that day? I mean, do you do you do anything to kind of, like, keep them close yeah. on those special? I know you said those are some of the hardest days, but...
0: Their birthdays are honestly okay because I feel like that... They're... Not like they're good, but yeah. of all of the days, I feel like I get through the birthdays a little bit better than I get through, like, other people in my family's birthdays, holidays, those yeah. types of things. Um, and I just think it's because it's a lot of happy memories and it's yeah. all of their friends like posting funny videos and pictures and texts and all those things. So it just, it feels very light. Um, I have done just kind of random things that both of them liked. They were both born on the 7th also. Lots of similarities between Mac and mm-hmm. Sam. Just, just throwing that in the mix too. Um, Sam was May 7th. So for Mac's birthday though, I decided that the tradition that I will always make happen is getting a strawberry frappuccino at Starbucks. Because. Oh
2: my god. Why not? He (laughs)
0: loved those things. Yeah. And he would get a large. (laughs) And all the time. Every day of quarantine when we were at home, he would go get a large (laughs) strawberry frappuccino and get my mom a coffee. I didn't always get God. one, but that's fine. Yeah. Um And I just decided that that's going to be the thing. Because until now, I feel like it's been just, I just need to get through today. Yeah. And like with Sam, I often would try to be like with his friends or his family mm-hmm. or something. And then same for Mac's birthday. It's been really interesting because the Gophers have played St. Cloud on his birthday the yeah. last two years. Yeah, yeah, I think just the last two years. So that was really special. My dad used to coach at St. Cloud, which is where we grew up, and was just like a huge part of our childhood and now coaching at the Gophers. So it was just a really special And Mac mm-hmm. loved the yeah. Huskies. He loved the Huskies. He just he just bottom line, he just loved my dad. Yeah. And so yeah. he was my dad's <laughs> biggest fan. And so it was it's just been really special the last the first two birthdays to have that to just such a sign. Yeah, yeah, to just be doing something that where I'm surrounded by two communities who just really, really loved him. so
2: yeah. how do you best help someone that you know? I guess what's your advice for people not in the club mm-hmm. to help people in the club? Just be there. I feel like that people
0: will opt for inaction when they don't know what to do, which I feel like is the worst thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. Because I got a lot of messages from people, and not that this was wrong, they just felt like that this was the right right thing. And they would text me and say, I wanted to give you time and give you space Mm -hmm. to heal before I reached out to you. Mm -hmm. When, in the weeks and months right after their deaths, I just felt so alone because I felt like that everyone else moved on. They were just doing their day-to-day things and no one was in just like the trenches Mm -hmm, like my family and I were. So it doesn't matter if it's literally just sending a heart. Yeah. And I try to do that to any of my friends who are going through, not even just grief too, I feel like that this is a good mentality for just any sort of
1: Hard season hard thing, yeah.
0: yeah. And instead of like giving space, it can be as little as just texting them a heart every day. It yeah. doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be like, okay, what day are you free? Do you yeah. feel up for this? Yeah. It can be something as small as, hey, I just dropped something off at your house. Mm-hmm. And physical things are really hard. Um, a huge thing that our neighborhood did for my family, which I tell people about all the time, is our neighbors all went in on getting us gift cards for just different restaurants and places. And the best part about that was that it alleviated the decision fatigue. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We would just pick put our, yeah put our hand in the basket, pick a gift card, and that's what we were gonna eat that day. Don't have to worry about cooking, don't have to worry about deciding what we're gonna get. And it just was like something that we could do every day to make sure we were getting a meal in. Yeah. And I thought that was really thoughtful because it's considering how we actually were feeling and not just kind of like throwing stuff at the yeah. wall, yeah. hoping yeah.
1: that it helps. Would but, you say that was like one of the most meaningful things that was done for like you and your family throughout this grieving process? There have been so. I'm sure many there's yeah for sure
0: wonderful things that people have done. That was just a immediate thing that I re- remember just at the beginning that I thought was just, it was just such a kind gesture, and it was something that we were able to use for such a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I thought that that was just, like, as a community, I think that's a really thoughtful thing to do, and it's really helpful.
1: Especially as neighbors. Like, yeah. we all love good neighbors, but, like, I was just shocked because yeah. there were so many.
0: Like we haven't been in the neighborhood we've been in now for a long time, and yeah. so for them, people we hadn't even met exactly. to just yeah. participate in that was just the most special part of it all. Um, so many people who are close to us have just made the most meaningful things. Yeah. <laughs> memorabilia.
1: <laughs> memorabilia. Memorabilia. That's the right word, but that's the only word I. That discovered. works. I, that works. Yeah. Sure. I think of trading cards, not like... <laughs> I think it's not the right word, so... That was the only word in my brain, too, so... we are on it. the same people page. People Yep. <laughs> uh, Your synonym. Yes. Yeah, like,
0: all of the people who were really close to us in St. Cloud got us really special jewelry that had their names on them, and there was one family who got us these mugs that were, like, Max' high school hockey jersey, and such a small thing, yeah. but they're just things that we use all the time, yeah. because mm-hmm. they're so... Spe- and those are so kind and thoughtful but like even the people who just go out of their way to continue to send me a text Mm -hmm. and say hey i'm i'm really thinking of you this holiday season and just like knowing that other people know that it still sucks not even for me but i feel like that what i struggle with a lot is just feeling like that people have just moved on and like, I want to know that other people miss them, too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and are thinking of them. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel, find that, I mean, I know I, as Mac especially, is brought up in my day-to-day, quite literally every single day. Mm-hmm. Do you find, like, do a lot of people talk to you about Mac and Sam, like, when you're out and about, or just, like, hey, like, your brother, you know, I played with him, or I don't know, I just feel like I run into a lot of people when yes. I wearing my hat or i have max sticker on my car yeah. and i see his stickers out in the wild and i'm like oh, in the wild i need to find whoever's going to like it's, for sure do you find that especially in this community obviously you're pretty heavy into the minnesota and hockey community um that they're brought up a lot yes it's
0: it it just continues to blow me away the amount of people who feel really confident to come up to me and tell me I knew your brother, I knew Sam and just tell me how much they meant to him and yeah. tell me mm-hmm. a story whether it's like really personal or just a funny story cuz I feel like it would be really intimidating especially mm-hmm. if they didn't know
2: me yeah. and especially right. as an outsider maybe not knowing does she yeah. want to talk well, about yeah. this? Even before this yeah.
3: podcast I was like what yeah what's like, off asking, limits what do right? we what yeah. can we talk about here just I don't want to yeah. yeah. Make you feel like crap or say the wrong thing or, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that a big misconception of people that don't um, know me as well, um, like, oh, I've gotten this a lot with like work and school and things that people would be like, oh, I, I wanted to acknowledge X, Y, or Z, but I didn't want to make you cry. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I completely forgot that happened. <laughs> like, it's always on my mind. And, I'm just very open with it, too. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can speak for everyone with that mentality, but, like, someone bringing something up to me makes me feel so much better than pretending like it didn't happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm also just... People can kind of ask me anything, and all. Yeah. I'm open with it. Because I just want people to remember them. I want people to understand what it feels like so that they can be prepared if... And hopefully never that they have to go through an out of order loss like this or how they can better support someone in their life who has
2: well and even telling people about mac or telling people about sam Mm -hmm. that had never met them is like i think probably a cool way to keep them close and almost introduce them to new people whether they get it or not it's just like a cool aspect to keep an in a way to yeah. to keep them close
0: totally. I thought about that when you asked earlier how to keep that kind of memory alive mm-hmm. of just talking I, about yeah. Them. I always Ooh. I love talking about them. and well, helps of, if
2: they were two of the coolest people. <laughs> it
0: helps yeah. Yeah. they yeah. were to, both pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were they were very easy people to love. Um, I always just like want to remind people of how they lived because I feel like that in such a tragic accident that especially strangers will get so caught up in how they died, yep. which is such a weird phenomenon, people's obsession with yes. details of death and accidents. But I always just want to remember how they lived. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I love that. I guess just kind of wrapping things up, how do you keep moving forward every single day? You know, how do you just keep putting one foot in front of the other? I know that's something that, like, I think a lot of people kind of see people who have been through really deep loss like as a strength and I know I've even told you before like you're so strong and it's probably not even what you want to hear because you're like I don't fucking want to be strong but sometimes I'm just like in awe of the strength you Mm -hmm. know and is there anything besides just doing it that helps you continue every single day
0: yeah the first thing that I try to live by every day is day by day which we got from Mm -hmm. and I take that very literally Mm -hmm. I the first thing I tell anyone who's going through something like what I've gone through is you don't have to survive this you just have to survive today yeah and it makes it so much easier to chip away at the like daunting reality Mm -hmm. that this is a forever Mm -hmm. thing
2: yeah
0: um and then the second part that has really helped me is just having a career and a passion that I'm so, I just feel so called to do. I feel like that if I hadn't already started my PA journey and hadn't eventually gotten in, um, I would be struggling a lot more because I feel like that it's something that I can find the strength to pour into mm-hmm. because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And I can just tell myself okay I am gonna be a PA for my patients and you know having something else that doesn't like feel like it's it is for me because I really love medicine I love medical decision making but at the end of the day like being a PA is for others and anything that can be for others is definitely what keeps me going
2: it's like finding
3: kind of your purpose yeah and mm-hmm. I think with that, it's cool that you're going to be a provider because yeah. then you can, you've walked in the shoes mm-hmm. of the grief and you can relate more to what people are going through and be more empathetic and sympathetic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: probably oh, yeah. not a lot of people in that field. No. Everyone's experienced some sort of loss, but like For yeah. sure. to this extent. Right. Like not a lot of providers have probably walked in the shoes of those that yeah. just lost whoever it's
0: crazy the lack of understanding of grief in the medical profession which is just crazy you think that
3: would be like but I think you get so accustomed and numb to like desensitized yes
2: yeah to it kind of spinning off of that's not in our questions but I guess that phenomenon of you do as a provider especially if you're around people in a field that experiences a lot of loss yeah do you, How do you feel like that will come to into play with you? I had just been
0: working in clinic after the boys died. And now I've been in school for the last two semesters and I'll start my clinical year next year. So that's definitely something I'm trying to just take as it comes. But mm-hmm. it does give me some anxiety because I, I don't know how it's going to feel to be in those situations. Right, right. I don't know if... I necessarily feel called to be in those settings. Long term, yeah. Yeah. Because it could just be too painful for mm-hmm. me, too triggering. But I am really looking forward to being able to be the provider that I didn't get to have. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and just understanding how physical grief is. Mm-hmm. I don't foresee myself working in mental health, but just having that deep understanding of how mental health, grief, physical health are all intertwined. Um it's been something that's been so neglected in my own care. Yeah. Um
3: and in the world, honestly.
0: <laughs> and for everyone. Yeah. yeah.
3: Literally. <laughs> yeah.
0: And when in certain like situations, I just want to I never want to be the provider whose patients are wondering if they even care. Right. Yeah. yeah. When we They're were more in, than a number in the chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For when, sure. and I feel like this is a little bit of a, you know, people might feel differently. Megan, you might even feel differently than I do about this, but I would rather be sitting in that feeling with them, mm. not like adding to their stress, yeah. but I want them to know that I care. Totally. Because when we were, when I was in the ER, there was a nurse who was with the doctor who was telling me that Mac was going to die. And she is the only provider that I remember just feeling any sort of comfort with, mm-hmm. because she said she was. I just remember her holding me and telling me, like, I've been in your shoes right now. She lost her brother in oh. a car crash, and okay, well
3: that's just that's spooky uh, yeah. in itself. What the yeah, hell? Yeah,
0: I know. And then later, when we were in the ICU, there. I just remember like asking if she could come up there, yeah. which now it's like, okay, that was, that was a little wild request <laughs> of me, just saying, can we get the, we just yeah. all the, the stabilization room nurse yeah. up yeah. here? They're
2: like, uh. <laughs> They're like,
0: fine. But I just, because I just remember feeling so cared for by her in that moment. Mm-hmm. And she came up and she just, I, the only thing I remember is her giving me a hug. Oh. And when we were in the ICU, I just felt like that the providers and the care team who were working on MAC, like, and this is just, like, what it felt like in that moment, but I just Your felt lens. like they didn't care. Yeah. Uh-huh. And to me, that is could absolutely just be a defense mechanism on their part because mm-hmm. they are seeing this all the time.
2: And mm-hmm. they have to protect themselves to yeah. a certain extent absolutely. to go back to their lives, and yeah. it's just...
0: I completely Complex. understand why they would act that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being the. On the, the other side. Yeah. Being the family in that moment, all I wanted to know was that they were feeling any. Any s- piece any, of it Anything. Anything. The, yeah. Because yeah. they're not going to get it. If they. And even if they've gone through it, they're not going to understand exactly what you feel in that moment. But just to know that that person is with you, it's a yeah. really hard thing yeah. to explain, which yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably understand, of just mm-hmm. like that connection in the moment that i try to make with every patient that i see um i just i just want to be like that nurse yeah, yeah
3: i love that because i think as a nurse it's easier to be like there for to numb it out yeah no just to be there for the people and like be empathetic with them like i mm-hmm. feel like with providers it's not seen as mo as much mm-hmm. and so i think that's very inspiring for you to mm-hmm. like want to be that provider because i feel like it it's overlooked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Probably just because medicine is just, str- people are just stretched so thin. But Whole
0: another yeah. yeah. dilemma. Go there. This yeah, This world is the healthcare system, yeah. but for some reason,
1: here we are. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you're just <laughs> lunging into it. I. Uh, kind of knew what was going on i can't imagine right. people who are not a part of that field and to be in that situation and to have everything around you just be so foreign yeah well you're already going through the worst moment that you could
2: ever be yeah, going you through you were very knowledgeable i remember I just which is like a blessing i was a skirt, gonna say like you were like, a well, like they're going into this yeah that's not good yeah yeah or whatever whereas a lot of people would be like i have no effing clue what's going on sometimes that's bliss sometimes it's terrifying it's just
0: well and it was just strange because i felt like i had to keep telling everyone that i understood not from a point of
1: like i get it i know i'm going to peace i know
0: everything but from the point of like be straight with me yes yes Yes. don't filter this shit. I, yeah, because yeah. from the time that we were standing in front of the ambulance, they wouldn't let me get in the ambulance. Right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and my friend took me to the hospital. I'm at the hospital trying to talk to the nurses and they were talking to me, just being so vague. Right. And I just knew that they were trying to protect me. And that was one, that's that's a balance that I hope that I can find, yeah. mm-hmm. that honesty from a place of
1: compassion just like, and, yeah
0: compassion and yeah, respect yeah. and wanting to be
2: like that nurse yeah, yeah I love
1: that I feel like this whole time we've been talking about PA school you just like you always have a grin on your face yeah. like I can see that it like brings you joy in your life and it's just like something For that sure. helps get you through what other things are like currently bringing you joy in your life
0: I feel like that the little things are so huge all of the small kind of like what might seem insignificant parts of our day like my Your little tea. workouts and yeah. my tea and going on tiktok and dumb little things that can kind of ground me yeah and just be a good distraction that are also like
1: not tiktok you.
0: but healthy habits yeah, yeah.
1: she's yeah. like actually I take, back TikTok. <laughs> I take
0: back the tiktok even though i spend a lot of hours on yeah. there which is fine if that's my numbing activity so be it
1: there's worse There are worse
0: TikTok and sleeping, (laughs) that's my ish. Um, Yeah, I feel like that the little moments and being around people who really get it Mm -hmm. is something that's so healing. Yeah, I go to a place called the Grief Club, actually. I love that. And I'm in a support group there, which I never thought that I would be. Be that girl. Yeah, be that girl. (laughs) Support club girl. Yeah, because you really just have no idea what that is like until you're in it. And then you're just like, oh, this is Helpful. literally just a group of people who have been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. There could be a day that we don't even talk about depths of hell that we're all going through, Yeah. but it just feels good to be in a room with people that get it
3: Yeah, that, and have mm-hmm. gone through that thing. Like yeah. that's got to be refreshing, honestly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like that I've just become so much more reserved over the past year and a half I'm clearly a very open, open person. And like on social media, I used to share so much more than I do now. And part of that, I feel like I was just really exhausted with people not understanding. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like
2: it was a waste of time.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for me to try to tell people what was happening. And that's been a really hard thing. And like friendships, relationships, too, because that's a huge barrier to Mm -hmm. just keep that outside of it when it's such this big part of Mm -hmm. me so that's
2: a journey to navigate on its own is there anything I think we can kind of leave on advice that you have for anyone going through grief maybe they just lost someone maybe they're just battling years down the road is there like one kind of concise piece of advice that you could give them
0: I want to repeat it only because it was that helpful to me but just understanding that you don't have to survive this. Mm. You just have to survive even the next hour. Yeah. I really hated anytime someone said to me, like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Like, they want you. you to be happy. Yeah. Right. All of the the platitudes, it's... Just like, I feel like that it was so refreshing when I had that perspective instead of just hearing over and over again, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, because like, I'm never going to be okay. No. Just trying to be in the emotions as much as possible. It's very easy as time goes on to continue to keep it in that box Mm -hmm. because our bodies and minds physically cannot live in that depth of pain Mm -hmm. all the time, but if, like you get to a point where, if you're never feeling it, it just has such negative impacts on yeah. every part of your right. life. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: forcing yourself to to
2: survive, feel it, survive the hour, yeah. survive the day, day on by my day, vision
1: board, day by day, baby. Feel it.
2: This Love was so it.
1: powerful. Yeah, and just so <laughs> insightful. Oh, well. I think so many people that don't have healthy outlets or people to talk to are going to really benefit from this and just hopefully gain some insight to yeah. be able to lean on those people. So, and I
2: think you are gonna go i think you're gonna have a large purpose yeah you're gonna change a lot of people's lives if i can
0: just be a a voice that brings someone some peace for an hour that's awesome
2: and i think you did that hopefully today yeah Yeah. so thank you again i love you (laughs) and we will see you guys next week
1: yeah thank you